when we come to Christ and completely, completely surrender to his unfailing will for our lives, he transforms our lives and essentially gives us his mind, the mind of Christ. The mind of Christ is the sound mind. With your sound mind, you establish a constant and consistent communication and transmission with heaven. The sound mind becomes the dwelling place of the Holy Spirit, a target of the devil and the envy of the world. We have so far considered two types of mind, the sound mind and the defiled mind. Now, the third type of mind for our discourse today is the double mind, the double mind. James chapter 1 verse 6 to 8 says, If any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask of God, who gives to all liberally and without reproach, and it will be given to him. Verse 6, But let him ask in faith, with no doubting, for he who doubts is like a wave of the sea, driven and tossed by the wind. Verse 7, For let not that man let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Verse 8. He is a double-minded man. He is a double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. A very well-dressed, sharp-looking young man walked up to me many years ago. His father at the time was a popular and well-respected professor in my city. So he introduced himself to me in a very coherent manner and asked me for some financial assistance. I did not hesitate to help. And as I made attempt to share what I had with him, I was interrupted by his guardian, who told me to disregard his request. I was initially offended, but I later discovered, I discovered that the young man had some issues with his mind at the time. His sound mind had been infected by the use of hard drugs. And a fully matured man, a matured man, had to be treated like a child. Sadly, I had to withhold what I wanted to give to him because he spent all that was given to him at the time to purchase one thing, hard drugs, to satisfy his lust and his cravings. I personally believe that whenever we come to God with our request, there is a spiritual test that first confirms the state of our minds. I can imagine that for some certain request, some certain request, a quick scan is first conducted. And if there is a mismatch, there is a mismatch between the sound mind God gave to you or gave to us or gave to me and the mind with which, with which you are making that request, then our request will be declined. So a man who comes before the Lord with a serious, fancy, and wonderful request, but with a double mind, will not receive anything from the Lord. God honors every request that proceeds out of a sound mind. Why? Because request from a sound mind to the Lord is like having a request from the mind of Christ. 
James chapter 1 verse 7 to 8 is a great mystery that every child of God must understand. Let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? Because he is a double-minded man and such a man is regarded as unstable in all, not some, all his ways. So who is a double-minded person? How do you know or what are the symptoms of a double-minded man? What are the symptoms of double-mindedness? Number one, the double mind is a tired and fainting mind. A mind that is fainting. A tired mind. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 3, For consider him that endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest ye Ye be wearied, be tired, and faint in your minds. Faint in your mind. To faint or fainting is an abrupt, usually brief loss of consciousness. Loss of consciousness. You cannot deliver any serious thing to a man who is fainting. Yes. Whatever you give a fainting man... Or a man that is fainting must be something to help him revive. And not even what he demands at that time. Because if you give him what he demands, you might complicate and worsen his condition. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. He is wobbling. He is wobbling. He is not balanced. He is fainting. He is exhausted in his mind. And whatever you give to him at that point... Contrary to revival, we complicate his life. A double-minded person is not sure about everything. He's not even sure of his salvation. He's not sure of what he really wants. He comes to God with a request, but his mind is too weak and weary to produce the faith and the right atmosphere conducive for his miracles. A fainting mind is so double-minded that it cannot reap his or her own harvest. No, it cannot. Galatians chapter 6 verse 9 says, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. If we faint not. So many people labor to plant, but they became double-minded in the course of time, and therefore they fainted. They fainted before the harvest, and by so doing, they lost all that they have labored for. Matthew chapter 9 verse 36 But when Jesus saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them. Why? Because they fainted. Because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. You see? You see? A fainting mind is a scattered mind. A fainting mind is a scattered mind. It is a weak, weary, disorganized, distracted mind. And only Jesus, only Jesus has the right prescription that can restore such a mind. Only Jesus has the solution that can transform a double-minded mind into a sound mind. So what is the prescription of Jesus? What did Jesus prescribe? Luke chapter 18 verse 1 And he spake a parable unto them to this end That men 
of always to pray and not to faint yes prayer is the key that deals with weariness if you are not praying you are fainting if you are not praying you don't have a sound mind yes you don't that's what jesus said men who pray right men who pray the right prayer will never faint isaiah chapter 40 verse 30 and 31 look at this and pay attention to it so wonderful it is even the youth shall faint and be weary those whom you expect to be strong will faint it's not by natural strength it's not by your age no way the youth will faint and be weary and the young men shall utterly fall but they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall mount up with wings as eagles they shall run and not be weary they shall walk and not faint anyone who is not praying and waiting on god is weary is tired is exhausted and fainting in his mind as far as heaven is concerned a church that is not praying is fainting men ought always to pray and not to faint. a woman a mother that is not praying is fainting only they that wait upon the lord shall renew their strength they shall walk and not faint only those who wait on the lord shall renew their strength and will do so much for god and not faint why do people do little for god and they get tired and weary little things people do for god these days feel like a big thing why are things no longer sustainable because we do not spend time with god anymore Yes, we do not spend sufficient time to wait on God. We come to church on a Sunday morning, jump, sing and dance and off we go. We never return. Not to prayer meetings, not to the study of the word, not to personal fellowship with God. We never return until the subsequent Sunday. We forget that even the youths, those who are meant to be naturally strong, they shall faint. The natural strength cannot sustain the things of the spirit. His sound mind is sustained by prayer, not by your personal physical activities. Because we do not spend time with God, we faint. We do little for God and it feels as if we've done so much. Spending time with God transforms your mind, stabilizes your mind and ultimately improves your mind with strength with grace and positions you to receive from the lord hallelujah what is a double mind what is a double mind a double mind is a mind that is tired and a mind that is fainting what is a double mind number two a double mind is a mind that sits on the window what do i mean a mind that sits on the window it's not in, it's not outside. Acts chapter 20, verse 7 to 9. Now, on the first day of the week, when the disciples came together to break bread, Paul, ready to depart the next day, spoke to them and continued his message until midnight. There were many lamps in the upper room where they were gathered together. Verse 9. And in a window sat a certain young man named Eutychus who was sinking into a deep sleep, deep sleep, deep sleep. 
he was overcome by what? Sleep. So sleep is a weapon that can overcome. Sleep can be an enemy and it seeks to overcome people. Sleep has overpowered many today. And as Paul continues speaking, the young man fell from the third story and was taken up dead. The window in this context is a spiritual place where we want to combine both the spiritual and the carnal, the godly and the ungodly. The window is a place we want to mix the word, the word of God with the world, the word. The window is the place of mixture. You are not fully inside, neither are you fully outside. The young man sat on the window partly hearing what Paul was preaching, perhaps, and partly looking at what was going on outside. And at some point, he slept off, and in no time, he fell from the window and fell outside. He fell third story down. Have you wondered why he did not fall inside the room? Why did he fall outside? Why didn't he fall into the room? Payingeri Abashata. I can tell you why. Because the world has a stronger gravity pull. And what happens is that if you are partly spiritual and partly worldly, at some point you will be pulled into the world, sedated to sleep, only to wake up like Samson and realize that the sustaining power is gone. If the anointing on Paul's life could raise the young man from death, you can imagine the magnitude of the anointing that was present in the room while Paul was preaching and teaching. But for a double-minded man or woman, regardless of the powerful anointing present in the room, he or she will sleep off. He will sleep. She will sleep off. No anointing can keep a double-minded man awake. No anointing, no anointing, not Pauline's anointing. The anointing on Paul's life raised the dead. The anointing on Paul's life did miracles, many signs and wonders. But the anointing was not strong enough to wake up a double-minded man <laughs> while he was sleeping. No matter how powerful the anointing is, it has no effect on a double-minded man. Let not that man think he can receive anything from God. No matter the anointing, you will slip off when your eyes is partly on the world and partly on Jesus. Worldliness is a spiritual sleeping pill and it ultimately produces death at his best. Get off the window. Get off the window. Get off the window. James chapter 4 verse 8. He says, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, ye sinners, and purify your hearts, you double-minded. Get off the window. Those who sit on the window may sleep to their death. Get closer to God. Let the anointing of God wash you, cleanse you, purge you. Focus on God. It's time to be completely and passionately and absolutely committed to the Lordship of Jesus and Jesus only. Cast your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. 
Another story about the mind at the window is found in 2 Samuel chapter 6, verse 16. Now as the ark of the Lord came into the city of David, Michal, Saul's daughter, the wife of David, looked through a window and saw King David, her husband, leaping and dancing before the Lord and she despised him in her heart. She refused to be part of the commitment to see to the restoration of the presence of God with her husband. But at the same time, she stood in a world, in a world of pride and arrogance, in a world of, 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 of indiscipline, in a world of, of my goodness. She stood in a world looking through the window to see what was going on in the presence of the Lord as the entire children of Israel returned the ark of God. That's a double-minded person. A double-minded person. I don't want to be there, but yet your heart is there. I'm breaking off the relationship, but every day you are on Facebook looking at him and watching him. Where is he now? What is he wearing? What is he doing? Double-mindedness. Double-mindedness. Double-minded people are not fully committed, yet their heart is there. They are looking. Their heart is partly there. Why will you stand at the window? Why look through the window since you do not want to be part of what God is doing there? Why? Why criticize those who are actively enjoying God's presence when you feel careless and nonchalant about God's presence? Why? Why? Why are you always looking for fault in the life of those who are really dancing and seeking the face of God? I thought you are not interested. So why are you looking? Why are you criticizing? Why are you despising them? Why not face the world? God hates lukewarm people. People that are partly here or partly there. She stood at the window and criticized her husband despised her husband. She despised those who were in God's presence and she fell. She fell from her high horse. God is throwing some people down. She became barren, unproductive and unfruitful for the rest of her life. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 10 Make every effort to come to me quickly. Why? Because Demas in his love of this world has deserted me and gone to Thessalonica. He has deserted double-mindedness. A double-minded man or woman is the one who is partially in God's presence and partially in the world. His focus is both inside and outside at the same time. Such a person will either be unfruitful or eventually fall off. Please and please, this is the time to rise and say no. No to double-mindedness and embrace the grace of God in full. Be in, fully in, and absolutely in the presence of God. Absolutely in the presence of God. For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Why? James 1.8 he is a double-minded man. He's unstable in all his ways. Perhaps you have been the one delaying what God wants to give to you. Perhaps you have been the one holding back your instability, your double-mindedness 
has classified you in heaven as a man that cannot receive anything from the Lord yet. The Lord is calling you today to deal with your double-mindedness in your marriage, in your walk with God. Elijah said, if God be God, let us serve him. Let us stop going between two opinions. How long? How long shall you be between two opinions? How long shall you be between two opinions? When will you start paying the price? When will you start laboring? When will you start serving the Lord? Ten years have gone by. Twenty years have gone by. Two years have gone by. And yet, what are the tangible results you have brought to the kingdom? Everyone looks at you and says, no, 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 no. We cannot do much with this one. He is double-minded. He's unstable in all his ways. We cannot trust him. We cannot commit responsibilities into his hands until he is revived. Today, he's looking for healing anointing. Tomorrow, he's looking for the prophetic grace. Next, tomorrow, he's looking for, 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 for partnership. Business partnership with the world. What is he looking for? Heaven cannot guarantee what you are looking for. So, therefore, heaven cannot deliver into your hands what they have for you. A double-minded mind. A double-minded man. Is unstable in all his ways. Let not that man think he can receive anything from the Lord. Let not that woman think she can receive anything from the Lord. Today you want to be part of it. Tomorrow you don't want to be part of it. Today you want to serve the Lord faithfully. Tomorrow you want, you want people to appreciate you for serving the Lord. You want people to recognize you as the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. That is what double-mindedness causes. Your eyes is on Jesus and your eyes is on self-glory, self-gratification at the same time. You want to be honored by men and at the same time, you want to be honored by God. Both of them do not work together. If you receive honor from men, you lose the honor of God. If you receive the honor from God, you lose the honor of men. To obtain both at the same time, it doesn't work most of the time. Why not cast your eyes on Jesus? Why not serve him with all your heart? Why delay yourself? Why are you one day in, one day out? One leg in, one leg out. Today you are praying, next tomorrow you are not. Tomorrow you are fasting. A day after tomorrow you are lusting. What exactly can you receive from the Lord? Nothing. Nothing. In the process of time, such a man will fall and fall to his death. And these days, don't forget... We don't have a lot of Paul around to raise the dead. If the anointing on the life of Paul was not strong enough, the young man Utechos will have died the death of double-mindedness. He will have died and been buried. May that not be your portion. May that not be my portion. May we live unto the Lord. God has not given us a double mind. He's given us a sound mind.